Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another weekend edition of The Doghouse. I'm your host, David Murray, and you're on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, it was a slow Sunday for us, uh, no practice access today. In fact, I believe the Bulldogs were almost entirely off, uh, giving them one of their necessary breaks. Now that the school semester has begun, started this past midweek, so Coach Zach Arnett and the staff are having to give the dogs off at least a day a week, and now, of course, they fall under the 20-hour-per-week practice limit. Now, we ought to add that based on what we've seen in training camp, they weren't exceeding that limit by too much, um, maybe we can talk about teaching time, uh, extra time, and come in, talk to your coaches, training room. All right, so much there. As far as on the field, though, and we comment about that today in an edition of the Doghouse column, that this has been an eerily efficient fall camp in so many ways. And uh, let me say, no, it ain't always been this way for Bulldog football. I can think of quite a few years where things were just, oh, I'm not going to say necessarily inefficient. Let's just say more things got kind of carried away or coaches didn't know when to stop. Players didn't really respond quite as well. And I think coaches, smart ones, know that the tireder you get, uh, the less likely it is to be a good practice. But times have changed. And in this case, Mississippi State didn't run afoul of any regulations because this team got the work done. Maybe one day we saw some post-practice running and maybe we can say that Friday's practice, the legs started showing up a little bit along with the mental strain of having to start fall classes. Uh, imagine that. You show up, lift weights, then go to class, then get back out there, ready to practice, have your meetings, go practice and all. It does start adding up. Still, they had their scrimmage on Saturday, and we were able to talk with uh, all the coordinators and Coach Arnett himself, and we're going to give you the audio here. Uh, actually, it's the videos, but the audio link should work just fine with Kevin Barbet and Matt Brock. We'll start with Coach Brock and his discussion of how the Bulldog defense performed in the scrimmage. Talk to Coach Barbet about his offensive team's similar results but also with the guys about what they're doing at this transition point of camp. Because as you know, like I said, you're getting more into let's trim it down. Let's uh, figure out what we're doing well. Let's figure out is there anything that we can install. More likely not at this point. Although Barbe is pretty clear on the subject that installation goes on all season long. You just have to pause it at some point because there's a game to get ready for. And that game is less than two weeks away. Uh, check Again, check out our doghouse column today. All right, I admit the lead is a little bit convoluted, but I think it will make sense, particularly to veteran Bulldog fans who have long lamented the fact that the opening day of Dove season always seems to follow on the opening day of football season, especially at Scott Field. I think this year there's going to be some Dove flying free come Sunday, uh, September 3rd, because more and more Bulldog fans are making their way to Scott Field and Davis Wade Stadium, and just campus in general for the September 2nd opening game. The enthusiasm is building. I'm still looking to get some results from the ticket office about what's left as far as season tickets and single games for the opener, and for that matter, the next two home games after that, because when you start out with a three-game home straight, it's time for the Bulldogs to cash in on that and make it work before they hit the road to South Carolina. So, But for now, first off, let's... Uh, Let's start with Matt Brock because he came first to the post-interview. So we'll see about a four-minute stretch with him, what he had to say about the state of his Bulldog defense. Coach, uh, so basically you, what do you think coming out of the scrimmage today? Yeah, I had to watch it more to give you a real accurate evaluation. We had a lot of young guys playing or older guys playing early. 
and we limited them quite a bit. But there was highs and lows to it. I thought uh, when the first group was in there, they played well. But then, you know, the good thing is you get those reps, those young guys, and every single rep they get, whether it's painful at the time or not, uh, is, is beneficial in the long run. So um, it'll be great film to learn off of and teach from and, and uh, go from there. How much do you feel like some of the young guys have been able to develop from the start of fall camp to now the second scrimmage? Because I think your coach Hernandez said that your guys like Buki and Jen don't necessarily need as many reps right now, whereas some young guys can, can step in and progress. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think what you see with the young guys is you see these big gains and then it stalls and then you see big gains again. I, and I think that's just part of the progression, right? And so I think we've had guys that have had uh, – have a lot of gains and then you come out in a scrimmage and you expect to see another big jump and you only see that every time because all the things are moving fast and you get in different scenarios and and all those different things that that uh, require a little bit more processing and and getting the job done on a consistent basis and then if the ball moves right you don't you're not going four play racks and rotating with the next group you gotta actually play the next play and so i think we saw some weakness in that a little bit today but again those are all growing pains that you learn from so It'll be good film, uh, good teaching opportunity. You've got a lot of young talent on that defensive line, guys like Dinkins, Travion, Deontay Anderson. What have you seen from those guys just throughout fall camp, and how much do you think they're going to contribute this fall? I think they're going to have to contribute a lot, you know. And so I think our expectation is they better continue to get better, you know. And they, I thought they've had a really good camp, and I think they've hit that, that camp wall a little bit right now, and they better get freshened up and be ready to go when we get back on Monday. Coach has commented that it's not just now, and you've said the same thing, it's not just within position competition, it's competition for positions. Are they even going to be on the field at all, whether the alignments you use and matchups, things like that? Is that still ongoing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's ongoing throughout the year because, you know, you get different uh, offenses that are going to major in different personnels or whatever it may be, so that – that plays a part in those matchups, but then play. I mean, let's make no mistake about it. Just because you're playing at a high level early in the year, maybe you're not playing as high lately. You know, for whatever reason, there's a lot of variables in an 18 to 22 year old's life. And uh, so the fact of the matter is, we got to find the most consistent 11 football players we can put on the field to give us a chance to win and play good defense. And so it's always a competition. Every day is an evaluation. How important do you think it is, you know, particularly in that linebacker room, to get some guys, you know, game reps? Uh, this year, some of the younger guys knowing that, you know, Jet and Buki, this is, you know, their last season of eligibility. It depends on the score. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would, in a perfect world, by all means, I'd like to, but we all know what that means on the scoreboard. So, uh, yes, it is important. No doubt it is. I would say the other part of that is the special teams reps. You know, you run down on kickoff and you have to, uh, and you have to shock and shed a block of a guy. Uh, you know, with live bullets in a game atmosphere, that helps a lot in your development too. Or on kickoff return, you got a block all of a sudden, a guy that's screaming down the field. Uh, punt return, punt, I mean, all those things add up. So any live reps, you just cannot quantify the importance of that uh, for, a, for a young football player, and really at any position. You see the depth building at the interior of the defensive line. Talk about the defensive ends besides the guys. You got, you got Davis, you got uh, DeMonte and those. Who's coming in behind them? Yeah, I think it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's Deontay. Anderson, mm-hmm. for sure, is a guy that's done that well. Obviously, Travion's kind of a guy, depending on what kind of front we're in, whether he's an interior guy or an edge guy, obviously. We have high expectations for him. And there's other guys that are pushing. It's just somebody needs to go ahead and break through uh, in that area. Just based on initial um, observations from today, what young guys, what newcomers stood out to you in the scrimmage? Mm, you know, there was uh, there was some good plays. I thought, uh, you know, Bryce Pollock's had a good camp. He breaks on the ball well and does show some flashes. Um, Zachary Tillman's had a good camp. I didn't think he played his, his ability today as much as he had. Um, but uh, but overall, there's a, there'll be more multiple guys. I'd, when you're looking at all of it, I probably didn't uh, probably don't have a great answer for you on that until I watch the film, just to be truthful.
Well, you had a chance to watch him scrimmage there, and uh, what do you come out thinking? You know, uh, I thought from a, a, just a scrimmage standpoint, it's always good for us to get as many live reps as possible, where there's live tackling and we're able to try to break tackles and finish plays off. Um, you know, I don't think you ever walk away from any scrimmage just feeling excellent, right, on both sides of the ball. There's always room for improvement. Uh, for us, we've got to really clean up our details, um, you know, our, our, our pre-snap. We had a couple of pre-snap penalties, uh, a few penalties, uh, you know, during the play on a couple of holding calls. So we've got to clean up some of those things. Uh, but, you know, again, it, the, uh, uh, the important piece for us right now is just playing as much live football as we possibly can. And so there were some things that were good, and there were some things that were correct. You know, we got to get corrected, which I think you're always going to have in a scrimmage. We've seen some formations throughout this week of Will and, and Mike uh, Wright playing together. I guess what are kind of your thoughts on the way? You know, Mike's kind of accepted his role since coming here, and, and your ability to use him in, in various ways. Yeah, Mike is uh, obviously he's a very explosive athlete, and um, he can do some things. And you know, like I've told you guys before, uh, you know, without getting too specific, it's about putting your best players on the field and the guys that can create explosive plays, uh, no matter you know who, what eleven guys that is. So, uh, you know, we've we've messed with a few things, and uh, you know, I think going forward, um, you know, we'll continue evaluating uh, each week, right, what explosive players we have. When you look at this as a play caller in a scrimmage, are you scripting out the beginning of that or are you just play calling and situationally doing it? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, each scrimmage is a little bit different. I Sometimes I script it out. Um, a lot of times, like today, I was really challenging myself to not script it and right, just make sure that I was calling it off the hip uh, so that you're mixing personnel groups. You're trying to get you know a good balance of your run, your play action, your, your shots. Um, you know, so today I was just, uh, you know, shooting from the hip from our call sheet. But as a staff, we put together the call sheet each week, so it's really an easy deal. I mean, what we ran today were all plays that we have run over the past five days. So there wasn't any new install or anything. Uh, you know, but uh, for me, it, it's just as important that I practice each of these situations. And, you know, where is it? Where is the time to go fast? Where is the time to take a shot? Where is the time to you know, sequence a play call on a third down uh, where you know that you're going for it, maybe on a fourth down. And then, um, you know, obviously as much red area work, what we, we didn't do any two minute situation today, uh, but you know, I, I need as much two minute. That helps me as much as anything is practicing those situations, going through it in my head, listening to the staff and what their ideas, hey, let's come back to this, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all of us together. How would you grade yourself after one practice here? Oh man, I'm I, that was probably a C minus, man. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm hard on myself, you know. Uh, I, I really I, I thought there were some good things that were uh, done out there today, and, and some guys got some opportunities. Uh, and I thought you know a couple of kids really stood uh, stepped up, but uh, you know I mean I, I'm always I think the really the reality of it is is you're always looking for something that you can correct better on every single play, no matter what position you play, no matter what you coach, right? So. Uh, for me, you know, if we have an unsuccessful play and it looks bad, right, I got to go back, I got to look myself in the mirror and I got to go, hey, do I need to reinstall that? Am I teaching this good enough, right? Am I relating to the guys well enough where they know exactly uh, the level of detail and the expectation, right? And if not, I got to be honest with myself and I got to go back and clean up the way that I approach that teaching. As a play caller and as a scheme designer, how difficult is it to reach this point where it's time to stop installing and start perfecting what you do? You know what? Um, I don't think you ever stop installing. That's the fun part of this offense, right? Is, 
you know, uh, the, uh, the creative minds, right, and, and putting everything together and, and the different personnel groups and the formations, man, uh, the challenge is you, you never stop installing, right? You just kind of keep growing it. And once you get good at something, then you figure out, right, what's the next presentation? How do we complement that? How do guys stop that? So, you know, you, you never stop installing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.